Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. Come on, my YG's talking Brexit. That's no more red light district, no more subtitles on Netflix. The plug said it gets expensive. Checkers 2.0, no confidence for but he ain't interested. Man can't budge and fix when it comes to the strip. Hello, welcome back to episode 98 of the Disunomics podcast. As per a big shout out to, to listeners to the previous weeks, make sure you check that out if you haven't on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and all those places where you find podcasts. Me and my doggy, the self entitled Oracle from Touchdown Fracas, Sebi Williams, we discuss the economics of alcohol. He's an entrepreneur, he's got a luxury rum brand that's going to come to us this summer. So make sure you check that out. So we're discussing his entrepreneurial path, all the things he's learned about alcohol. And we discussed alcohol, its impact on the economy, how much we spend on it, the difference between the ages in terms of spend, usage, the different types of alcohol we like to drink, and all information regarding alcohol in the UK. So make sure you check that out. Um, by the time you're hearing this, you have about a few days left to the launch of Trending Sundays. Me and my dog, um, um, Big Man Yus, check him out on Instagram and Twitter and all those places. He's a he's one half of Meet at Seven with Just Gina, great podcast, make sure you check it out. And he's also got album cuts on YouTube, talking music. Check that out, that's actually quite live, I like that. Um, especially for your hip hop heads. But yeah, me and Yus, we're bringing you a young function from six to 12 in Jabato in Camden happy hour from 6 to 7 so make sure you get there sharpish you can still get tickets on the door but it's best advise you buy your tickets because they're going fast and this is an every Sunday thing so the tickets for the for March the 30th are already out so if you can't make um, the 24th for whatever reason just grab your ticket to the 30th and grab your ticket to other weeks as well so make sure you check that out just go on shrubs.com and type in trending or you can check um trending sundays on instagram and that's trending without the g because we're calling that or just go and find big man yes or dysonomics on instagram and twitter but yes 
as you heard from the entry vocals from the drill minister, <laughs> I don't know how, what election elected um, Saskia as the drill minister, but great name. Um, he had a song Brexit and we're talking Brexit. A lot has happened in this, in this last week regarding the whole Brexit process. And that's something that's been dominating news. So it's very important for us to know what's going on and how, if, and if our MPs are behaving or not and where our future potentially lies. So without further ado, this week's podcast, Brexit. Again. Hi, it's MXM, and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. Hello, and welcome back to episode 98 of the Dysonomics podcast. Again, it's that dreaded topic. The topic that just won't go away like a bad smell. It's going to be almost three years and counting, and that is hashtag Brexit. So, this is an, another Brexit podcast, maybe like the fourth or fifth I've done. So that's averaging like it's like 5% of my podcast are Brexit related. Um, so I really hope everybody knows what Brexit is by now. And if you don't, have no fear, you're in the right place or you're listening to the right thing. Where you are doesn't matter. Anyway, um, what is Brexit? Brexit is essentially the UK leaving the European Union. And if you don't know what the European Union is, again, don't worry, you're in safe hands. Um, the European Union is a political and economic union of 28 member states, located obviously primarily in Europe, and has about an estimated population of a, about half a billion people. So it's just like, just think of it as a big gang of 28 different people. And it was founded in, in um, 1993. So that's the European Union. So we're voting to leave. So we had that big vote, which I hope everybody was aware of, I can't remember the exact date, but it was in June 2016. And the country narrowly voted in favour of leaving the the EU, 52% to 48%. And that caused obviously a big shock. So, what's happened so far? So, a quick recap for the people who haven't been, didn't have their ears to the streets, so we could all make sure we have the required knowledge and know what's going on when we see things pop up on our Twitter feed or in our emails, in the news, in the, when you read in the papers, all that type of stuff. So what happened so far? Since 2016, we've essentially been negotiating the, the divorce deal. So obviously, you know, sometimes in life, good things come to an end. Some things, some people's uh, relationships might not have been a good thing from the, from the start, to be fair. But, um, and you have to negotiate a divorce settlement. Some people have prenups, some people might get their partner's kills, but more time we come to a, some form of agreement, usually settled by courts and that. But in this case, both parties are trying to amicably, I can't say that word properly, um, come to a, a withdrawal agreement, which is essentially the divorce settlement. So this withdrawal agreement, bearing in mind, is essentially on how the UK is leaving. Not Nothing to do with really what, happens after the UK lease, but just how the UK is scurrying out this uh, marriage. So some of the things that this withdrawal agreement details, how much money the UK will have to free up in order to pay the EU for to break the partnership. So that's around 39 billion pounds. So that's not a joke. That's a lot of money that can be spent elsewhere. Um, 
what will happen to the UK citizens living elsewhere in U EU and equally what happens to EU citizens living in the UK. We have, um, there's loads of um, UK citizens currently residing and owning properties in Spain. And of course you have loads of people from the EU who come in here to work or study, etc. How to and how to avoid the return of a physical border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland where it becomes a frontier between the UK and EU. We're going to talk about that a bit later in the podcast. Now, what's been popping recently? Well, Theresa's been trying to sort out um, the situation of the EU, mainly with regards to the Irish border. So now, what's the sitch? What's been happening? Well, Theresa may have been trying to, you know, negotiate with the EU, trying to pattern something, and she got some form of deal, the withdrawal agreement, and it, the streets did not like it. So when she tried to bring it to the streets, she delayed it for a while and eventually she had to bring it to a vote in the House of Commons and that's where the MPs we elect um, sit. 600 plus odd of them. And they were like, nah, dog. So 432 of them voted against her withdrawal agreement that she negotiated and only 202 voted in favour. This was in this was in early January, yeah, mid-January. That is the heaviest defeat for like 100 years. That's how shoddy it was. The MP said no again this week. I think the 11th of March, 391 to 242. Another whopping defeat for Theresa May and the withdrawal agreement. And the reason why I keep saying Theresa May is because obviously there's chief negotiators, but within Theresa May, within... Um, this whole Brexit period, two of them have resigned. And the day Theresa May came back with the withdrawal agreement, the chief negotiator resigned. And that's him saying, listen, dog, nothing to do with me. <laughs> I ain't put my name on this. I'm gone. So the reason why the streets are not feeling the deal and the main, main, main reason is, is to do with the Irish backstop. That's one of the biggest reasons. Like, there's loads of complaints. Like, and... The crux of them tend to be like they don't feel like the deal f um, gives back to UK its, its control of its own affairs. So it's like, why are we leaving the EU where we have decision making power and we're one of the most powerful member states to basically have a diet EU, dilute EU type membership? And we don't have <laughs> the ability to control our own affairs and we don't we don't have any decision-making power. But one of the main sticking points is the Irish border. So there's a thing called a backstop. So remember, the Republic of Ireland is not part of the UK, Northern Ireland is. So the Republic of Ireland is actually part of the EU. So they actually have the Euro. And for those who don't know, for many, um, for a long time in, in Britain as a whole, there was a there was serious conflict in Ireland, where in Northern Ireland, like, almost a quarter of a million people were either psychologically or physically um, injured during these conflicts. It's a very, very pretentious thing. So the backstop is meant to be the last resort to keep an open border on the land of Ireland, whatever happens to the Brexit negotiations. And this open border is very, very important to keep certain relations between the two states. And also remember, because the UK part of the EU, the border can be open because there's freedom of movement within EU nations. Like you can go to Spain, France, Germany, Greece, Ireland, Italy, Holland, Belgium, 
freely. However, if the if the UK is now not part of this block, this economic and political block, this economically and political gang, like, oh, you can't come on our block, you can't come on the strip. Like, nah, dog. Like, who gave you permission? You have to ask for permission before you come around these sites. And obviously, if Ireland is still part of that group, that means we, we just, you, surely you can't have just some, a yellow border there. And the issue is that um, the EU can't just have that border just behaving anyhow, essentially. You can't be like open Wi-Fi. There has to be some sort of regulation because the UK, Northern Ireland is not part of the EU. So why is a problem for the Northern Irish? It's like they are still closed, more closely operating like an EU nation, whereas England, Scotland and Wales aren't. So, and it gets even more sticky because Theresa May, because she didn't get a majority in her last election. And for those who don't know, um, um, when I say majority, that means with her own votes for her own party, they don't have enough um, MPs on this from their own party to to be able to vote for anything they want. So let's say Theresa May wanted to vote for a law on terrorism. And if she had a majority, even if all the other parties didn't agree, if all her party voted her way, that law gets passed. So that's how you form like a, an actual solid government. So she had to team up with the DUP from Northern Ireland to form a majority because um, Labour picked up way more votes than she expected in the last election. Anyway, we're deviating. So the backstop is a a big, big issue for many people. Anyway, back to the state of affairs this week. There was also another vote. And the second vote was with regards to leaving the EU without a deal. So many of you may have heard the term no deal Brexit. So that's when we've, okay, so let me start again. When Theresa May triggered Article 50, which is the process that signals the UK officially leaving um, the EU, it gave like a two year time period, time frame. And that ends on the 29th of March. So obviously right now, like the deal that Theresa May has secured with the, with the European Union is never ever gonna get passed through parliament. So it's, and what, when you listen to this, it'll probably be from the 19th of March onwards. And that will mean 10 days or less to the deadline. So, so some people are like, fuck it, yeah, we'll leave the, we leave the, the EU with no deal. That means, yeah, fuck it, rags, like, we out here. So many people don't want this. So they voted on it. The first time it was voted on, um, it was in favour of like um, taking no deal off the table and that won by 312 to 308, which is a victory, a margin of victory of four. However, the second confirmatory um, vote was an even bigger margin. So they won 321 to 278. So now the UK will not leave the EU without a deal. That's off the table, allegedly. <laughs> but you know politics, anything can happen. So, again, as I said, a no deal will mean there's no transition period from the 29th, after 29th of March. The EU, EU laws will just stop applying immediately. The government, are, they did, the government did say they're preparing for this, but there's very little evidence that any businesses are. So I think that's one of the main reasons why we do not want this to happen at all. Well, the government doesn't want this to happen at all. Um, anyway, 
So after the vote, to um, the Tory um, D, um, DWO minister resigned after um, she defied Theresa May to block No Deal completely, and twelve ministers. Okay, again, let me tell you what a minister is. Um, a minister is an MP, so a member of the House of Commons or a member of the House of Lords, so a Lord, who is appointed by the Prime Minister, so in this case Theresa May, to oversee a certain area of the government. So it could be, you hear like the Minister of Defence, so that's like, you know, running the defence. Uh, it could be um, education, health, all these type of things, yeah? And they usually sit on the front, they sit on the front bench. So that's why you hear the term front benches and back benches. So 12 ministers and four from the cabinet, including the Pagan and Barad, who um, referred to Diane Abbott as a, a woman of color, like, like she's a chameleon. And she went to say that she was so mortified by her own remarks. I can be mortified by something you said consciously. It's fucking hilarious. Anyway, so, um, Top. So all these people resigned because um, they, what they weren't they weren't gang gang with Theresa May. They ref, they refused not resign. Sorry, they refused to vote either way. So they just refused to vote because they on Theresa May's side. You get me? Anyway. So since the street said no to the No Deal, and no to Theresa May's deal for the second time, they had to vote on. Okay, cool. If we're not taking this deal that um, Auntie Theresa May has brought us and we're not going to leave the EU without a deal, we have like two weeks left. So should we vote to delay the process? And the MPs resoundingly voted in favour of delaying the process. So that's pushing the Article 50 trigger date from March 29th backwards. So 413 of them voted against 202. So a victory, a margin of victory of 211 votes. May said that she could only delay until like the end of June, so June 30th, and that's if the streets back her deal, which they won't. And she said that that extension is a one-off because obviously it's making us look mad incompetent. Another vote, it's been voting season. Um, the MPs also rejected having a second referendum. I know many people have been hearing about second referendum. Some people want to have a second referendum because many of the people in the country feel like there wasn't enough information regarding the Brexit vote in the first place, which makes sense. Um, the EU is such a complex political and economical experiment and asking a simple yes or no question, I think is rather misleading. We saw the campaigns, a load of bollocks, propaganda based off xenophobia, propaganda talking about 300 million going to the 300 billion or million, whatever it was going to NHS, the, the Remain campaign just being arrogant and acting like anybody who was who wanted to leave the EU, wanted to challenge the EU was just racist. Like, a lot of propaganda was going on. But yeah, the MPs rejected resoundingly having a second referendum, big time. So 334 said no and 85 said yes. You might be thinking, hold on, this is mix. All the times it was like 400 versus 200, 300 versus 200. And now you're saying 300 versus 85. So where was everybody else? Loads of Labour MPs, 201 of them in fact, did not vote. They refused to vote, and this, which was quite interesting in itself. So people, what the bleep happens next? This sounds like a royal mess. 
hella votes and nobody agrees with anything. <laughs> there's no there's no type of deal that proposed can that can go through. Everybody's disagreeing with absolutely everything. So what happens next? Well, we still got the March twenty nine deadline as of now. But um any further concessions on Brexit that might be able to f- get the deal over the line before the end of the March would need to be hammered out next week. What happens next week? This, well, it should be Britain's last ever appearance at the European Council Summit. So, everybody's expecting Theresa May to go out on full attack, Route 1 football, straight from, straight from um, Toby, um, what's his name? I almost said Toby Maguire. Harry Maguire. Actually, which one's the... I'm definitely confusing Spider-Man and the Leicester City England defender. But Maguire straight to Vardy, straight down the channels, route one, all out attack, YOLO, we have nothing to lose here, type of thing. Tactics from Theresa May. Because <laughs> and this is quite similar to how Greece won in 2015. But she's likely to be very disappointed because they're saying, listen, sis, you've had we've been negotiating for almost for two and a half years and we agreed a deal. Just because you, this, this, you, your, your block ain't filling your deal, that ain't our problem. Nobody told you to agree with it. So the EU are in a very, very strong position in terms of leverage. So, a EU source was saying Angela Merkel, so she's the Chancellor of Germany, would have nothing to offer at the summit anyway, apart from um, undermining the mean, like underlying the meaning of EU membership. Like down the street is likely to be like, oh, you motherfuckers. But at the end of the day, we we ain't got no power. We ain't got no leverage. Negotiations is all about leverage. If you've got all the leverage in the world, it's easier to win a negotiation. Say for example, you know you go into a car, you go into a car dealership, and you've got inside information that this car has been hard to sell for six months. The company ain't making that much money, and really and truly, it'll take ten racks for it. But the sticker says 18. You have all the leverage because you know the company is desperate to get rid. So when I negotiate, when I try and say, no, we can't do, we can't do 16, 18, we could do 15, we could do 14, you're like, listen, see, with 10, I'm taking our money elsewhere, you have the leverage. Or for those who watch football, it's like when, um, when um, a club's trying to buy a player, and your player has one year left in his contract, so this is a transfer window that leads into his final year, you know you can't demand as much money as you think the player's worth because in literally six months, he can sign a pre-contract agreement to leave your club for free, and, and you don't want that. Leverage is very important in negotiations. So, reading the Telegraph, and this is very interesting, the cost to the exchequer, so to our bank balance, really, so our NatWest account, if we don't agree an extension to Article 50, if we do agree to article extension to Article 50, it's interesting. So if we um, extend the length of, ne- of time we got before we actually finally leave the EU, which we are because we can't, which it seems that we are because we can't get a good deal through or anything through or any sort of breakthrough, it's likely going to cost us about a billion pounds a month, which is a lot of money. And in that time, the EU probably will offer like no real ability for the for the UK to still be able to have an a say in what's going on. So we're still going to be paying our membership fee. So this is like our Spotify fee, <laughs> but we can't access 
the playlist. Like we can't listen to the new Dave album, go stream that. We can't listen to to, to Fredo or Hmanado or One Ace and like we still have to <laughs> we're just paying for the subscription that we've got no access. Every song's on grey. Like we're the underground and we've got no signal. It's mad. The problem for May is that she has no leverage at this point. So it's a bit of a sticky one still. So I think that should be it for your Brexit up, um, catch up and your update. Any questions, you can DM me on Instagram at Dysnomics. Any questions, you can tweet me underscore nomics or send me a DM request. Any um, more info, or you can email me hello at Dysnomics. No, stop emailing me or DMing me your music. I absolutely categorically. And I can't emphasize this enough. Don't give a fuck. Please don't do that. <laughs> it's irritating. But yeah, hit me up. And until next time, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.